Well, how many of you truly believe the Lord is in this place today? Can we give it up for our worship team? Again, what an incredible time of worship to prepare us today to be in the presence of God. I hope you guys are as excited today as I am to be in week two of our series called The Forgotten God, where we are talking about the Holy Spirit. We're so glad that you're here. We also wanna welcome those that are joining us right now live online. If you haven't already, take out your Bibles today. Turn to the book of Acts in your New Testament, just past the Gospels. Acts chapter one is where we'll dive in in just a moment. Um, Last week, we talked about the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, God puts his presence, his spirit inside of us. He is in us. He is with us. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And he walks with us all of the time, wherever we go, whatever we do. This week, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit? Would you raise your hands? Okay, that's a lot of you. Well, if you don't, before you leave here today, I believe you're going to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope you'll take some notes to this series. We're going to learn a lot in this series about the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I've been trying to do each and every series now is give you some um, extra material and some resources uh, so you can dig a little bit deeper into these subjects that we're talking about. Uh, It's not enough just to get things on the weekend. Um, Study them out throughout the week. So I've given you some things like the YouVersion app, gotquestions.org, and then I've given you a reference of a book, and it's actually called Forgotten God. It's where we borrowed the title for this series. It's by Francis Chan. This was on the New York Times bestseller list, a fantastic book if you want to look dig a little bit deeper uh, through the scriptures about the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to pick this up. You can order it on Amazon. But I want to give this one away right now to someone, okay? You don't even know what I'm going to ask you to do. People are already raising their hands. I might make you stand on your head. No, I want to give this book out to someone who is currently involved in one of our summer interest groups at Orchard Church. You say, I'm involved. Okay, I see your hand way back there in the back, just waving your hand. I have no idea who that is, but you and only this person pick this up. I'm going to put it at Next Steps Corner, and this is for you. Let's give. I think it's a lady back there. Give her a hand. Way back there in the back. I'll put that at Got Questions for you. And you can pick that up uh, today. Well, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit today, as you read through your Bible, we see evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit everywhere. In the Old Testament, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that made Joshua an incredible leader of the nation of Israel. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave Samson his incredible strength. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that God spoke through prophets in the Old Testament, and they wrote uh, the Word of God. You get to the New Testament, and it's the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon a virgin named Mary and she conceived by the Holy Spirit uh, this immaculate conception, the Christ child, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Now that immaculate conception of the Holy Spirit only happened one time. That's not how babies are conceived today. I think most of you know that. But that's how it happened. The power of the Holy Spirit with Mary was the power of the Holy Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. And Jesus promised the power of the Holy Spirit on his followers, his disciples. He said, I'm gonna give you this so you can share the gospel, which means good news of what Jesus has done for everyone to save them and redeem them. And you're gonna be able to have so much power that you're even gonna be able to communicate to people in their language, a language that you haven't even um, studied or didn't know, but you're gonna be able to speak that language so that you can tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this as we think about the power of the Holy Spirit today. How many of you know someone that it just seems like they have more spiritual power than the average person? Would you raise your hand? You know someone like that? You're like, man, they just seem to have a lot of power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, when they pray, they pray these powerful supernatural prayers. I mean, they don't pray, you know, like basic prayers, like dear six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. They don't pray those kind of prayers. Some of y'all will get that. 
They, they pray these powerful God-inspired prayers. I mean, some people just seem to have a little more of the power of the Spirit that they know the Bible forwards and backwards, and they're always quoting Scripture, and they're bold in sharing their faith and being a witness. And when they go through difficult and challenging times, it seems like they just got have a little bit more supernatural power. We, we all know someone like this. It seems like they have a little more spiritual power than other Christians. I mean, where does that come from? Why is that? Here's the reason why. They may have a little more spiritual power than other people do. Now, it's not that they have more of the Spirit, because I believe the moment we say yes to Jesus, God gives us all of his Spirit. He puts his full Spirit inside of us. But some people, some Christians have learned to access and tap into that power better than other Christians. If you're with me, say yes. We all have access to the same power of the Holy Spirit, but we don't always access it. We don't always tap into it. I hope by the end of our message today, you'll understand how to tap into and access the power of, of the Holy Spirit. L- let me illustrate it this way. Uh, when we moved into our first house here in Denver 13 years ago, we still live in the house right now. Um, it was a new build and we bought the house. And so we had to put up a fence because we have a couple of dogs, no cats, but we have dogs. And that won't surprise you. And so we had to put up a fence and uh, I'm dangerous with power tools. Whenever I get out, you know, a hammer or a screwdriver or power tools, uh, my my wife, Shelly, gets really nervous. She calls some of the men at Orchard Church that are good in construction, says, can you get over here and help your pastor before he breaks something and makes it worse? Because I'm kind of dangerous. So I, I had to put up this fence. So I called a guy in our church to help me out who I knew was good with construction. And he said, uh, yeah, you're going to have to put up 10 uh, post holes and, and you're going to have to put these posts up because that's what we're going to hang the fence on. I'm like, okay. And he goes, that's going to be the hardest part about this is digging these post holes. And I said, okay okay, well, how, how do we do this? Because, well, we have one of two options. We can try to do it ourselves and our own strength, and we can get uh, one of these. It's called a post hole digger. And he goes, and I've got one. And he said, you know, it'll save us some money, and, and we can dig these 10 holes, or we can go down to Home Depot, and we can rent a power auger. And I'm thinking, well, that's rent. That sounds like money. That's going to cost me some money, and I'm cheap, and so I don't want to do that. And I'm like, you know, I'm in pretty good shape. I think we can dig these post holes ourselves. And so he kind of chuckled and laughed. And I think he knew where this was going to go. And so we get out there, man, I got my work gloves on. I'm ready to go to work, you know. And so we start digging, you know, and we're digging, we're digging, we're digging. I'm digging for like 45 minutes, and I'm sweating profusely. Um, I've got gloves on, but I'm already starting to get blisters. Um, my muscles are getting fatigued, and I'm shaking and all this stuff. And, and I'd gotten about this deep, and I said, is that enough? He said, no, 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 no. He said, we, we've got to go two feet deep, get past the freeze line. I'm like, what the heck is that? And, and, and so I dig a little bit more, and I'm you know, like about this far now. And, and finally, I gave up, and I said, um, how much is one of those uh, power augers? And he said, let's go. And we, we headed down to Home Depot. And so we put down the post hole digger, and we got us one of these babies, a power auger. Now, I would fire this thing up for you this morning, but our creative team said, if you put a hole in this stage, you're fired. So I can't, I can't do that. But man, this is like a gift from God right here, a power auger. And so man, we, we fired this thing up and man, it was like, woo, 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 woo. We did all 10, we dug all 10 post holes in the time it took me to go about that far on my own. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was like, we should have done this in the first place. He's like, well, I tried to tell you. Here's the thing. A lot of Christians try to live out their faith just like I tried to dig those, those post holes in my own strength and my own power. 
We try to go through our Christian life. We try to go through life in our own power and our own strength. And we're sweating it out and we're working really hard. And we don't get very far. And God wants us to tap in and access the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me, church? That's what we're talking about today. Tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit, not our own strength, not our own power. Now, here's the good news. We all have access to the same power The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. We've just got to be willing to pick it up, to tap into it and access it. Before we go to Acts, this is what Paul said in Ephesians 1.19. He said, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's, what church, help me out, God's power for us who believe in him. Believers, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. See, when we access the power of the Holy Spirit, we can learn to experience supernatural lives in a natural world. And that's what God wants for every believer, that we would live supernatural lives in a very natural world. And this is exactly what Jesus promised to leave us, the power of the Spirit. In Acts chapter one, we're gonna jump in here in verse three, and let me kind of set it up. Jesus is preparing his disciples. I'm gonna be leaving this earth. I'm gonna go back to heaven to be seated at the right hand of my Father, but I'm gonna leave you my Spirit, the presence of my Spirit, like we talked about last week, the power of my Spirit. And, And here's what it says in Acts, chapter 1 verse 3 during the 40 days after he suffered and died he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive this is one of the great proofs that we know Jesus rose from the dead because he didn't rise from the dead and go straight to heaven the bible says he was on the earth about 40 days and he was seen by over 400 people alive after his resurrection and it goes on to say and he talked to them his followers the disciples he talked to them about the kingdom of god Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. Do you remember Orchard Church from last week? What was the gift he promised to leave them? It was the Holy Spirit. He said, don't leave until I send you the gift that I promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, water baptism is an outward display of our inward faith. But when we accept Jesus, we are baptized by the Holy Spirit. We are immersed in the Holy Spirit. He goes on in verse 8 and says this, But you, my disciples, my followers, you will receive what, church? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Don't miss this. I'm gonna give you the power of my Holy Spirit so you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. And and we're gonna talk more about this in the next two weeks. We talk about the gifts of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. But God did not send his Holy Spirit so we could show off to people how much Holy Spirit we have. God sent the Holy Spirit so we could show off Jesus to everyone in our sphere of influence to bring people to Christ. He said, I'm gonna send my Holy Spirit and you will be witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, right where you are, throughout Judea, the the region, in Samaria, and how far, church, to the ends of the earth. That was the promise of the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, when I leave, I'm gonna give this to my followers. I'm gonna give this to my disciples. Now, this was a big deal. Let me tell you why this was such a big deal when he promised this to the disciples. Because the disciples, when they walked with Jesus for three and a half years, they struggled a lot. I mean, they messed up a lot. These guys were ordinary, many of them just fishermen. They, they were not the best of the best. They were, they were uneducated, most of them. And they struggled in their faith. Jesus never said to his disciples, man, 
you guys are impressive. Man, you guys have got it all together. You guys are all that in a bag of chips. Jesus never said that. You know what he said to them? You guys have little faith. You need to grow in your faith. You need to trust me more. Peter, you're gonna deny me three times. No, I won't. Yeah, and he did. You get to the cross and all 12 of the followers except for one have left and they flee. They've locked themselves in a room because they're afraid of the authorities that they might be arrested and they might be crucified. They they didn't have great faith. They didn't have great power. They didn't have great strength. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, everything changed. Now this word power, when he says, I'm gonna send the power of my Holy Spirit, you have this in your notes. This word power comes from the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get the word dynamite. It is a force, okay, not Luke Skywalker's force. This is a supernatural force from God, a force, miraculous power, explosive power of God. That's what he promised to send to the disciples. Jesus said, you will have this explosive, miraculous power to take the gospel to the whole world. Now, here's the question. That was promised 2,000 years ago. Did it work? Look around. Here we are today, 2,000 years later, and it all started with 12 ordinary, uneducated fishermen. That's where it started. But it was because not because of them and what they could do with their post hole diggers is because they tapped in to the power of the Holy Spirit. And you see, the enemy and people have tried to stop the church for centuries, but they can't because Jesus said, I will build my church and the very gates of hell will never prevail against it. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And we get to experience that, amen? Don't miss this. God used ordinary men, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And I don't think God has finished doing extraordinary things to ordinary people, do you? I don't think he's done. I don't think he's finished. I don't think God has lost an ounce of power, and neither have we. We just have to know how to tap into it. We've got to take off our work gloves, put down the post hole digger, and, and access the power of the Holy Spirit. Not trying to do things in our strength, but in the strength of the power of the Holy Spirit. With the rest of our time, I want to give you three ways that the Holy Spirit will give power to all believers. Three ways. The Holy Spirit gives you power if you have said yes to Jesus in three ways. The first one is this, if you're taking notes, to help people find Jesus. The same reason why he gave the Holy Spirit to the disciples 2,000 years ago to tell people about Jesus everywhere, he gives the power of the Spirit to us today to help people find Jesus. If you're there in Acts, uh, go with me just a couple of books to the right to the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, This was when Paul was writing a letter in 1 Corinthians chapter two. He was writing a letter back to the church in Corinth that he had started by leading people to faith in Christ, baptizing them, and a church was established. And he's reminding them of how he brought the gospel to them, the good news. And watch what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter two. He said, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except who, church? Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness. Everybody say weakness. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain, very simple. 
Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on, let's say it together, Orchard Church, the power of the Holy Spirit. Why why did you do that, Paul? Because Paul was a very educated man in the scriptures. He says, here's why I did it. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. I'm not trusting in what I know and what I can do how much I can dig, I'm tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit to tell people about Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives believers power, number one, to help people find Jesus and to help people follow Jesus. That's our mission here at Orchard Church. You know, you guys are such a gracious church and you're often telling me after services, you know, great message, pastor, man, the great message, best message I've ever heard, you, you Facebook me, and, and you're very gracious, but I do not consider myself um, a great speaker. I really don't. I have other pastors I like to listen to, and sometimes I'll listen to their messages, and I'll be like, man, I hope I can preach like that when I grow up. <laughs> that is so good. I feel like I have so far to go, and I'm always trying to improve in, in, in my speaking and, and bringing you the word of God. Um, this may surprise some of you. It may not surprise some of you, but um, I don't have a, a lot of theological degrees. I have a, a basic uh, Bible degree. I have a bachelor um, arts in music and Bible. Um, I don't have a master's degree. I don't have a doctorate degree. Um, I don't consider myself this great theologian. But let me tell you what I have been doing for 14 years since Orchard Church started. Um, for 11 years, we met at Prairie view and we've been here in this building for the last year and a half our house is about five minutes away and every single weekend my drive my five minutes I pray the exact same prayer every week I say God would you create in me a clean heart renew a right spirit in me make me a vessel unto honor today I don't want anything to get in the way of your word and your spirit would you fill me with your spirit today let them hear your words and your power and not mine and I may not have a lot of theological degrees but I believe I have the power of the Holy Spirit And you do as well. And all of you do as well. And that's what makes the difference. People say all the time, yeah, you just keep it simple. You keep it plain. Yes, that's on purpose. We give you tools so you can dig a little bit deeper. That's what Paul did. And here's the good news. You have the same power. You have access to the same power that I do. I don't have some extra dose or hotline to power that you don't have. I don't. The good news is that God wants you to help people in your sphere of influence to find and follow Jesus. And and the good news is when you feel inadequate and you feel uncomfortable and you feel unqualified, that's when you can tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not in your power, but it is in his power. And so I wanna challenge you when the Holy Spirit prompts you to share your faith, to talk to people about Jesus, go for it. Trust not in what you can do or what you can say, but what the Holy Spirit of God can do in and through you when you access his power. You know, invite, we've been telling you at Orchard Church, don't invite people to church. Invite people to a series. We do a new series about every four uh, to six weeks because if you invite someone to church and they say no, then you're probably never gonna invite them again because you're like, well, they already said no. But if you invite them to a series and they say no, well, a few weeks goes by, there's a new series. They may say no to two or three series and all of a sudden there's a series that they're like, oh, I wanna know about that. We've got an incredible 
series coming up. Are you guys getting excited about at the movie series? Man, that promo got me pumped up. This is going to be the one of the most unique and creative series we've ever done in the history of Orchard Church. We're putting so much time and effort into this. Um, we're doing it in the summer and uh, during July when it's normally one of the most down months of the year. But I pastor friends that have done this. They said our attendance is the best of the year. It is the perfect series to invite your unchurched, unsafe friends, uh, coworkers, neighbors, family members to. When you came in today, you received some invite cards there on your seat. Man, let the power of the Holy Spirit work through you. You don't know how God's going to use this. Don't invite them to church. Invite them to at the movies. We're going to be watching movies. So we're going to have popcorn, and we're going to have candy, and we're going to have soda. Now, there's going to be a little Bible in there too, but don't tell them that part, okay? I think you all know that, right? And I believe we're going to see lives changed. But trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, have you ever had an opportunity to share your faith with someone? You really felt prompted by the Spirit, and so you just kind of went for it, even though you, you felt like, I, I, what if they ask me a Bible question I don't know the answer to, or maybe I don't know the, the verse, but all of a sudden, God started bringing verses to your memory that you didn't even know that you had studied or memorized, or maybe you've said, hey, I want to encourage you. Can I pray for you? And you pray for someone, and you're like, wow, I don't even know where that prayer came from. I don't even know where those words came from. Let me tell you where it came from, the power of the Holy Spirit spirit. And we all have access to that. Let's tap into it. Let's pick it up. The Holy Spirit gives us power first to help people find Jesus. Here's the second reason why the Holy Spirit gives power to believers. It's he gives power when you are weak. The Holy Spirit gives power, number two, when you are, are weak. And I believe this is really going to speak to someone today in a very encouraging and faith-building way that the Holy Spirit empowers us when we are our weakest, when we're at the end of our rope, when we are struggling to make it another day. The Apostle Paul had some sort of health challenge most of his life. Many Bible scholars believe it had something to do with his eyes. We don't know for sure. But he asked God several times, God, you know, I'm weak because of this health challenge. Would you please take this away? Would you please take this away? And, and here's how God answered. Paul tells us about it in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He said, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our what, church? In our weaknesses, in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Have you ever known you needed to pray for somebody or even for yourself, but you didn't know how to pray? Well, here's the good news. But the Holy Spirit, we don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. The Holy Spirit takes over. It goes on to say, say this. I think we have a little more here, don't we? Is that it? Nope, that's it. Okay, that's enough of that verse. Prays for our, our, our weakness. That, that's the key. That the Holy Spirit prays when we, we are weak. It's been well said that when we're at the end of our rope, tie a knot, hang on, trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to take over. Uh, let me illustrate it like this. Um, when I was in high school, I was a wrestler. I wrestled uh, my last four years of, of high school. I know that surprises some of you. You thought I played on the basketball team, but I, I didn't. Uh, I was a wrestler. And to prepare for wrestling season, uh, we would work out with weights because strength was a big part of, of wrestling. And on Friday, we would always have burnout day. And that was the day that you tried to exhaust your muscles to the point where you could not do any more. And I remember I'd be like on the, the weight bench, you know, on the bench press. And uh, I, I did this a lot in high school and in college. And then I I kind of stopped for several years. And then the last few years, I realized if I don't start doing some things, my clothes aren't going to fit anymore. And so I've kind of started back into weights. And I, I want to ask you guys to pray for me uh, since I've started working out again a little bit and trying to stay healthy because my wife, Shelly, cannot keep her hands off of me. And so I, I need, I covet your prayers. So want to see if you guys pay attention. Um, but I remember on, on burnout day, I, I would be on the 
on the bench press, you know, and you'd do as many as you could do. You'd get 10, 11, 12, and then you'd have a spotter behind you. And when you didn't feel it, you'd squeeze one more last out. They would go, okay, one more, one more, one more. I can't do more. Yeah, you can. And you and you do one more. And then when you we were to last one, they say, okay, two more, two more. No, I can't do two more. No, I'm going to help you. And they put their hands on the bar, and they would help you a little bit. And then you'd do like, you'd end up doing like five or six more. By the last push or two, I mean, your hands are just on the bar. They're really doing all the work. And you're just kind of hanging on for the ride because it's their strength and they've taken over. When you're at the end of your strength, you have nothing left. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit does in our life. When we get to the end of our strength and what we can do and what we can accomplish, that's where the Holy Spirit takes over. When we are weak, he is, is strong. Have you ever heard this statement? I know you have. You've probably said it. I've said it at times and I'm reminded, wait, that's not really in the Bible. The statement that says this, God will never give you more than you can handle. How many of you guys have heard that statement? God will never give you more than you can handle. You know, that is not what the Bible says. That is a a, a misrepresentation of a verse that says God will not allow us to be tempted above what we're able, that we can have a way of escape. But God never said he won't allow us to face more than we can handle. What I have found in my life and other people's lives is sometimes God will allow things to come into our life that are way more than we can handle, and that's where the power of the Holy Spirit kicks in and takes over. And this is exactly what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he had asked God three times to to take away this physical challenge in his life. Here's how God responded in 2 Corinthians 12. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My, what church? My power works best in weakness. My power works best when you're the weakest. So now, Paul says, I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. He goes on to say, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. Let's say it together, church, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that takes over when you are weak. And I know what some of you may be thinking this morning. Okay, well, that was the Apostle Paul. I mean, come on. He's one of the giants of the faith. He wrote um, over half of our New Testament. You know, that was 2,000 years ago. Does God really work that way today? Does God, does the Spirit really take over when we are at our weakest point? Let me share a story with you today, a modern-day story about a family uh, here at Orchard Church. Um, this is Jessica and Zach Pfeiffer and their two kids. Uh, Jessica has pretty much grown up here at Orchard Church. Um, they got married a, a few several years ago, and they have two kids. Um, their little girl is six. Their boy is eight months old. Jessica is 27. When her son was seven weeks old, she started having some health challenges. And she went to the hospital trying to figure out what was going on. She thought she was having a panic attack or something. Found out at 27, she was having a heart attack. This was caused by a rare condition that sometimes happens to mothers, usually in childbirth. That's the number one cause of ladies dying in childbirth. It's called peripartum cardiomyopathy. And they said, this is what you have. And her heart was only working at 35%. It did damage to her heart. Just about two weeks ago, she had her second heart attack. They said that her condition is unsolvable. They're trying to treat it with some medication and some oxygen. You may see her around here. She was here at our service last night with a a walker. They said the damage is irreversible. She may be facing a heart transplant. 
They are faithful members here at Orchard Church. They serve, they, they're, they're in host groups. They sit right down here on the front row at every single Saturday evening service. And I knew a little bit about her story and I said, Jessica, could I share your story? Because I've seen your faith grow through this difficulty. That in a time where you're so weak, you seem to have so much strength. Where's that coming from? And I wanna share with you the story she sent to me. And here's what she said. She goes, I, I wanna share this with the Orchard Church family. She said, going through this season has changed my life. We have no clue what will happen tomorrow or tonight when I fall asleep. Because I have been blessed, God is not doing this to me, he is doing something through me. Powerful. There is this surreal comfort that surpasses all my understanding. It has strengthened my marriage in ways that I didn't know were possible. Zach was saved as an adult and his faith is newer to him, but watching God grow his faith has been worth every second of my heart journey. Zach told me the other night that he has always been a confident person. In the past, that confidence was always in himself. But now going through this, it is as if that confidence has been ripped from him. And now he is uncovering a new confidence found in God himself. This echoes in my spirit too. There is nothing like trying to be a mom to two little ones when you are constantly on bed rest. This is all for his glory, she says. One of my favorite things has been all the prayer I get to do with the different hospital staff. When they come into the room, I love talking to them, getting to know them and asking them if there's anything I can pray for them. I can't express how much God has used this to share my faith with other people. We love coming to Orchard Church, being surrounded by our church family and getting poured into us, getting God poured into us. We love serving and coming alongside the mission of Orchard Church to help people find and follow Jesus because we know how alive God is here. We are currently seeking more of God's face and character rather than just seeking what he has to offer us. Wow. We remember how he has already been faithful. We often pray together, ending with not our will, but your will, God, because we know he's already got this. God didn't say our lives would be perfect, but I know he was there in the beginning. I know he is here now, and he has claimed eternity. Man, can we just give God praise for that incredible testimony of faith? That is someone that is experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit during their weakest moment of their life. Last night, we had an opportunity uh, to pray over uh, Zach and Jessica as a church family. And I wanna ask all of you, would you continue to pray for them? They have a long road and journey ahead, but we know, I love what Jessica said, God's got this, amen? God has got this. But I, I believe some of you today, you can relate to this story in your own way. You're going through a time of weakness in your life. It might be a time of weakness as a parent, Man, parenting kids today, raising kids today is tough. It is challenging. It is difficult. Unlike ever before, maybe you feel so inadequate and vulnerable at times and, and, and just scared to death. Man, trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you feel like there's, you're going through a time of weakness with your marriage. Man, trust in the power of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit can do more in a moment than we can do in months of trying on our own. Maybe, maybe you've got a big interview coming up. Maybe you've got a presentation at work and you're like, man, I, I, I hate speaking in front of people. I'm scared of that. I can't do this. No, you can't, but the power of the Holy Spirit can work through you. Maybe there's a sin you've been struggling with, an addiction that you, you just think, man, I've always struggled with this. I'm always gonna struggle with it. I'm never gonna get past this. That's a lie from Satan. Trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's a health challenge you're going through. 
Trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives power to believers to help people find Jesus. He gives us power when you are weak. And then here's the third thing if you're taking notes. The Holy Spirit gives you power, number three, to express, or to, excuse me, to experience all the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit wants to give you power to experience all the fullness of God, which means we don't always experience all the fullness of God and everything that he has for us. And, and Paul prayed this incredible prayer about the fullness of God for the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter three, verse 16. And man, I, I pray that this would be your prayer today. This is my prayer for Orchard Church. This is my prayer for your family. This is my prayer for you. Man, if you like to write in your Bibles, man, highlight this, star this, make this your prayer. When you don't know how to pray, pray this prayer. Listen to what Paul prayed in Ephesians three sixteen. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his what, church? Through his spirit. He goes on and says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong no matter what you're facing. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. We don't, but we should understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience, don't miss that. May you experience, not just know, not just hear about, not just see in other people. May you personally experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I want that for myself. I want that for my marriage. I want that for my family. I want that for our church. I want that for you. That is experiencing the fullness of everything that God has for us. And it comes when we access and tap into the power of the Spirit. I had coffee with a man in our church this week, and he said, man, I don't know what is going on in my life, but he said, for the first time in my life, I can't go to bed without reading God's Word, and I can't go to bed without talking to God. I wake up every morning, and every person I see, I wonder, do they know Jesus or not? He said, since I've struggled with my life in the past, the temptation is gone now. I don't even feel like this. He goes, am I crazy? Am I weird? I'm like, no, you're experiencing Ephesians chapter three. And I read it to him. He's like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm feeling and I'm experiencing. Because I thought it was strange. I thought it was weird. My wife even thought it was a little weird. L let me tell you why that seems weird and seems strange. Can I be really honest and keep it real? Because so few Christians ever get to experience the fullness of life in God like he really intended because we haven't fully accessed and tapped in to the power of the Holy Spirit. It's unfortunate that too many Christians, and I could be guilty of this as well at times, we've reduced Christianity to the lowest common denominator. I believe in God. I said yes to Jesus. I prayed a prayer one time. I even got baptized. You know, I, I attend church when nothing else is going on, nothing better. You know, got a free, free, free weekend. I, I go to church. I'm a good person. I mean, I'm definitely better than other people around me. And that's how a lot of Christians think. But yet you look at so many people that have accepted Christ, they have the full power of the Holy Spirit in them, but they haven't accessed it, they haven't tapped into it. And is it no wonder that so many Christians are still hurting? 
like the rest of the world. They're worrying, they're fretting, they're depressed, they're addicted, they're struggling, they lack faith, they're not experiencing victory. Why is that? Because we haven't always tapped into and accessed the power of the Holy Spirit. We're trying to grab the post hole digger and get through the Christian life ourselves. Now here's the question. As we wrap this up today, here's the million dollar question. We, I believe every believer has access to the same power that raised Christ from the dead. But here's the question. How do we access the power of the Holy Spirit? How do we tap into it? Because when we went to Home Depot and we rented the power auger, I had all the power I needed. But there was one thing I had to do before I got started. You know what I had to do? I had to put gas in the tank. If there was no gas in the tank, if there was no fuel then there was gonna be no power. I had the tool, but I had to fuel, fuel the tank. Don't miss this. If you don't hear anything else I said, don't miss this. We have the Holy Spirit. All the power is available to us. It's inside of us, but here's how we access it. Here's how we tap into it. Here's how we fuel the tank. Right here. This is the fuel. This is the power. Remember what Jesus said? I'm gonna give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what is he gonna do? He's gonna guide and direct you through all truth. Jesus said in John 17, 17, my word is truth. The word of God and the spirit of God coming together is when we fully experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. This is why we're constantly saying to you, the weekend is not enough Bible. We gotta open God's word every day. We've got to fill our tank every day. We've got to talk to God every day. We need to be in a small group where we can share with other believers what God's word and spirit is doing in our life. And that fuels us. This is why discipleship is so important here at Orchard Church because it teaches people how to feed themselves because uh, mature Christians know how to feed themselves. They know how to read God's word and study God's word and go deeper into God's word. And that fuels the tank and it, ta- it helps us to tap into and access the power of the spirit. Listen, if you have ever wondered, like I have at times, is there more to this Christian life? Is there more to this Christian life than what I'm experiencing? The answer is there is. It's when we tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. You want more of the spirit? Get more of this book. That's how it works. The Holy Spirit gives us power to help people find Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us power when we're weak, at the weakest point of our life. The Holy Spirit gives us power to experience the fullness of God. And when we begin to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, listen, when you begin to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, you can live a supernatural life in a natural world And I believe we can continue to see God 2,000 years later after he promised the Holy Spirit, we can see God do extraordinary things through ordinary people. We just gotta take off the work gloves, put down the post hole digger, and call on the Holy Spirit's power to work in and through our lives. Heavenly Father, I pray even now that your word and your spirit would do a mighty work in and through all of our lives today. Father, I I pray that you would forgive me for the many times I fall prey to trying to do things in my strength instead of your strength. And And I always fail and I always get burned out. May we learn to access and tap into the power of your your spirit. As we continue an attitude of prayer right now with heads bowed and eyes closed, 
If, you would hear, if you're here today as a believer in Jesus Christ and you would say, if I'm being honest, I'm not living with the full power of the Holy Spirit and I want to. I want to experience the fullness of God in my life. I want to access the power that God has put in me. If that's your prayer, can I pray for you right now? Would you slip up your hand all across this auditorium? Amen, God bless you. Hands everywhere, you can put them down. I'm gonna pray for you in just a moment. Maybe you're here today and you would say, man, I need the power of the Holy Spirit working through my life right now because I'm at a very weak and vulnerable point. I don't think I can make it another day on my own. I need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit to take over and do what I cannot do because I'm going through a really difficult time right now. If that's you, can I pray for you? Would you slip up your hands all across the auditorium? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Put them down. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just pray that as believers in Jesus Christ, we would desire and want to experience the fullness of everything you have for us, that we would access and tap into the power of your spirit, that we would not go another day in our own strength and our own power but we rely on your power to work in and through our lives. Lord, for those that are going through a time of weakness, whatever that may look like in their life, in their family, their marriage, their kids, their finances, their health, a situation, whatever it is, I, I pray that we would remember when we are the weakest, you are the strongest. If we rely and trust on your word and your spirit to fill us, to strengthen us, and may you give supernatural strength to those that are struggling right now. We continue an attitude of prayer right now with heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. There's something very supernatural and powerful. The power of the Holy Spirit is at work even in this moment right now. The power of the Holy Spirit is drawing some of you to God for the first time. Or maybe he's been doing it many times, but today is the day that you're gonna finally step across the line of faith and you're gonna say yes to Jesus and invite him into your life. Whether you're with us right now or you're watching online, what, that, that, that feeling you're feeling, your heart is pumping a little bit faster. Maybe you're a little bit sweaty. Maybe you're, you're, you're feeling an emotion. You don't know what it is. That, that's the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life to bring you to God. Aren't you tired of trying to go through life without any power? God wants to give you his strength and his power. He wants to save you today. God loved you so much that 2,000 years ago, he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay for our sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day, conquering death, hell, and the grave that we might have eternal life. And, and he offers us the gift of salvation. We can't have the gift of the spirit until we first have the gift of salvation because when we accept that, then he puts his spirit in us. And if you're here today and you would say, man, I wanna say yes to Jesus. I want that power. I want, I want a relationship with God. Then I'm just gonna ask you to do what the Bible says. The Bible says anyone, anyone, anyone who will call on the name of the Lord will be saved, will be forgiven. And one of the ways we call on the Lord is through a simple prayer. I'm gonna pray a prayer of faith out loud in just a moment, and I'm gonna invite you to pray this prayer with me from your heart to God's right where you sit right now. If the Holy Spirit of God is working in your life right now and it's time for you to say yes to Jesus, you can pray something just like this from your heart to God. This isn't a magic prayer or magic words, but if it comes from a heart of belief and faith, then everything in your life can change in this moment. Would you pray this with me? It goes like this. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me to pay for my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to know and follow you. I want your power and presence in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and accepting me. Thank you, thank you. So we continue an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed.
Nobody looking around. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but if you just prayed that prayer of faith for the first time, I would love the privilege to pray for you right now that you would just grow in your walk and relationship with Jesus from this day forward. I'm going to count to three. Nobody else look around. Can I pray for you? Would you slip up your hand? One, two, three. Lift them up nice and high if you just prayed that prayer to invite Jesus in your life. Yes, God bless you. Back there, sir. Yes, God bless you. Over my left. Yes, a couple of people. Amen. God, yes, on my right. God bless you over there. Amen. Amen. Several people. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we lift up those today and this weekend saying yes to you. We welcome them to the family of God as our brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, may we all walk out of here more aware of your power and your presence in our life as we walk with you with your word and your spirit. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen.